Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Y'all got up at 2 a.m. on Friday to go shopping, and so you're struggling in church this morning. Come on now, wake up. See, we've been commanded uh, repeatedly to be thankful. Over and over again, I read to you some of the occasions last week where we've been commanded over and over again to be uh, thankful and to have gratitude towards God. Be, first of all, because He's worthy. Uh, it doesn't matter what you're going through presently. The truth is, and will never change, God is worthy. So we're commanded to be thankful and to have gratitude. And the writers continue to, uh, to, to say to us, be thankful, be thankful, be thankful, because they also recognize this. God responds to an attitude of gratitude. He always does. He, he, he tends to move on the behalf of thankful people more than he does on the behalf of unthankful people, right? Because he responds to gratitude. And so with that said, then there are times when we must, we must make the conscious decision and choice to take a posture of thanks. Thanks isn't always natural. It's not something you just wake up every morning of your life, although we probably should. We don't always just wake up every morning being thankful and, and saying, God, we appreciate your faithfulness. We take it for granted sometimes. And so we have to make this choice because there are circumstances and there are trials and just life in general can push us to this place where if we're not careful, we forget to be thankful. Did you thank the Lord this morning that you can breathe? Uh, you are better than I am. I just got up. Amen. Uh, are you thankful that you can walk? Are you thankful that you have life? Are you thankful for your family? We take a lot of that for granted at different times. And so I've, just, I've discovered in my own life that what is essential for me, this may not be for you, but what's essential for me is that uh, we have to, at least I have to, I have to practice and rehearse in settings like this being thankful. And the reason that I have to do that in settings like this when we're all together is because if I don't rehearse it when everything is great, then when I find myself face to face with chaos and pain and agony and life being tough, if I'm not careful, what I discover is that because I haven't practiced in a setting like this and made up my mind long before I faced anything, then what I discover is that instead of having my hands raised in thanksgiving, when I'm faced with that stuff because I failed to practice, I find myself with my hand in the air shaking my fist at God instead. We have to practice being thankful and grateful before we're ever met with any challenges. And so this morning, we did this last week in this safe environment. And with just a little bit of swag, a little bit of attitude, with a little bit of personality, like you know something they don't all, everybody else around you doesn't know. I want you to touch your neighbor and I want you to say it like this, this morning. Don't let what you see fool you. I'm loaded. Tell them, tell them, come on, I'm loaded, I'm loaded, I'm loaded. So, since we're loaded, I want us to go back and look at the text that we began with last week and I want us to remind ourselves, this is practice, we're reminding ourselves of the benefits that God has loaded our lives with. Uh, because a lot of times in your own personal life, at your job, when things aren't going the way they're supposed to and people are driving you crazy and your boss is 
like getting on your last nerve, there are times in your own situation where you need to rehearse the benefits of your job. Like, I've got good insurance. I've got a retirement plan. I get a company car. Whatever the benefit is for you, you rehearse all that, and it reminds you that as crazy as my boss is, I'm still thankful. And there are times in our lives that we need to do that with God and understand that we need to rehearse the benefits that He blesses us with so that we remain grateful. And so this is what we read last week. Psalm chapter 103, uh, verses 1 through 5. Listen to what it says as a reminder. Praise the Lord my soul, all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. Praise the Lord my soul and forget not all His benefits. You see, David, there's the choice right there. He controls his own soul and says, regardless of what I'm facing, I make the conscious decision, I will praise the Lord. We've got to learn to practice saying, I'm loaded, so that we realize that the benefits of God are all on our lives even when we're not aware of it. That's what David does. And then I read to you last week, um, verse 3 in particular. We'll come back to this. I just I, I just want to make note of the what verse 3, the, the duration of verse 3. Listen very carefully. I'm going to stop on purpose. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. That's verse 3 right there. Just remember that. That's verse 3. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. We are loaded. Second benefit. Not only are we loaded with forgiveness, and we'll talk about that in just a second as a recap, but we are loaded with healing. We are loaded with healing. David takes us to a new level of benefit this week. He starts off by saying that the greatest benefit, the number one benefit, is forgiveness. It would have been enough if God had simply sent His Son to deal with the, and bring a solution to our iniquities and our transgressions because you'll remember we went forward and read later in chapter 103 where it says what He forgives us of. He forgives us of our iniquities and our transgressions. That is the greatest benefit that we will ever have in life, that we will ever experience in life, is that God sent His Son to save us from our sins. We're loaded with forgiveness. And so get your movers cards out because we all know people that have not been loaded with forgiveness because they haven't accepted Christ as their personal Savior. But because we've tasted forgiveness, we want them to experience the same thing we have, right? Alright, two of you want everybody else you know to get saved. I want everybody that doesn't know Jesus to get to know Jesus. Amen? Because I've tasted and I've seen that He is good. Amen? And I want them to know the forgiveness I've had. Father, we bring our movers to You this morning. These individuals that each of us have written down that are heavy on our hearts because we've been forgiven and we want them to be forgiven. They're chasing after acceptance and they're chasing after satisfaction and they're chasing after purpose and meaning and a bunch of other stuff. And what they fail to realize is that the only way they find that is in you. And we've experienced that. We know that to be true. And so this morning we tap into that number one bit of it and we ask you, Father, to touch their heart and cause them to recognize their own need for forgiveness from you. Save them, we pray. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes to bring them to repentance and a place of relationship with you, we ask you to do it. Use us to help in that process, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. We are loaded with forgiveness, but... 
We are so loaded that now God goes to another level and He makes provision for more than just a spiritual benefit, but He also provides for us a natural benefit as well. He goes beyond just dealing with our iniquities and our eternal issues, and He deals with the physical, our in-the-moment, in-this-life issues. His forgiveness deals with the spiritual fallout of sin. But now He comes behind that and He says, that we are also healed from our sicknesses and our diseases. And so He makes provision and confronts and addresses our the physical fallout of sin as well. We are loaded. We are loaded this morning. In fact, we need to go back and remember the power of Isaiah chapter 53. I read to you that, 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 that messianic proclamation last week because it, it parallels what David says in Psalm 103. And, and, and we read to you how... He was wounded. That's outward bleeding. That's our transgressions. And and he was bruised. That's inward bleeding, which, which is our iniquity, that inward desire and push towards sin. That's part of the messianic proclamation about Jesus. But he also parallels and goes one step further even there. And this passage takes on the physical because in Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 and 5, he says this, Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering." Yet we considered Him punished by God, stricken by Him and afflicted. But He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on Him. And by His wounds we are healed. We are loaded with healing. Another version says it like this. But the fact is, it was our pains He carried. Our disfigurements. All the things wrong with us. Through His bruises we get healed. But He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on Him. And by His wounds, we are healed. We're loaded. It is clear that provision has been made for our physical healing. Our challenge this morning then is that uh, is that the benefit has been discussed and it has been described. But so often, we don't see that benefit called healing deployed. And we struggle. We struggle. In fact, I think probably the greatest challenge that many of us face today is not a problem believing that God can forgive us of our sins. We have no issue believing that. Our challenge is is that we struggle to believe that He can heal our bodies. We, we trust Him with the spiritual, but the physical, in our own minds, the physical becomes the challenge. Uh, Jesus apparently knew that this was going to be an issue. Jesus, I, I guess, knowing all that He knew, understood that the day would come where we would struggle with this, this, this challenge in our own life about, God, I know You can forgive my sins, but can You heal my body too? I, I think He understood that challenge because He deals with that doubt and He deals with that question because He understood we have this benefit. He plainly and forcefully addresses this in Luke chapter 5. You remember the story in Luke chapter 5? The Bible says that there were four friends that were moved on by compassion for their own friend who was sick and bedridden. And they try to get to Jesus, but the house is so full they can't get in. And the Bible says they were so desperate that they tore the roof off the house and they lowered their friend into the, the into, right in front of Jesus. Talk about interrupting a sermon. They, they lower him right in front of Jesus. It wasn't like somebody got up and went to get, went to get coffee nine times. It's like, it's like they, they, never mind. Uh, they, they, uh, they, uh, they lower him right in front of Jesus as he's teaching. And Jesus 
acknowledge there's their efforts and he heals the man and the Pharisees get angry. Remember the discourse, they get angry because instead of addressing the physical, Jesus says, I forgive your sin. Jesus' response confronts this challenge and our doubt about His ability to handle our physical issues because in Luke chapter 5, verses 23 and 24, He says this, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. So He said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. I, I, I think we miss that sometimes. I hope you caught it. Jesus, in this dialogue with the Pharisees and addressing their anger because He addresses the spiritual and fails to address the physical out of His own mouth, He now looks at them and says, listen, which is easier? Me dealing with your spiritual issues... Or your physical issues. I think you missed it. He's literally saying that in the eyes of God, they're just as easy. There's no difference in, the, in my ability as God to reach down and address the, the inside of you and the sin inside of you and make your destroyed heart whole. There is absolutely no difference in my ability to do that. And not, not only that, I can move into the physical realm and now I can touch your physical body and produce healing in you. It's all easy to me. I got a newsflash this morning for you. Some of y'all may not know this. Everything's easy for God. There, there is nothing impossible with God. Uh, nothing impossible to God. Nothing is impossible to God. If you can trust Him to deal with the sickness of your heart, then certainly you can trust Him with the sickness that's in your body. Ah. See, in fact, I find it very interesting that in Isaiah chapter 53 and Psalm 103, the benefit of forgiveness and sin and healing are addressed in the same verse. That's why I stopped and read to you. Uh, I, I know we broke it up into verses later, later to make it un easier to understand. So I, I'm not trying to project that on the text. I'm just saying to you, it's interesting to me that it seems almost in the same breath that the writer deals not only with the forgiveness of sin, but with the healing of, of our bodies. We are loaded with healing. Nothing is too difficult for God. Nothing includes sin and sickness. And it's time for us to realize again that we are loaded. We have a benefit called healing. It is ours. It is one of our rights as heirs and joint heirs. If you can say to Jesus, as one of my rights as a son or daughter of God, I claim salvation and forgiveness by the provision that you made on the cross, then I can turn around in the same breath and say, I also claim right and hold to physical healing in my body and in my children's body and my husband's body and my wife's body and my neighbor's body. I lay claim to this benefit that you've loaded my life with. I am loaded with healing. I want to challenge you today to not only access and enjoy benefit number one, but I want you to accept and believe and live in benefit number two. So here's the two one million dollar questions. When you start talking about healing, there are two one million dollar questions. Here's, the, here's number one. The first million dollar question is this. How? If the psalmist says it is a benefit then how do I access healing and get it to happen? And million dollar question number two is why? Why don't we see everyone healed 
And why do I get sick if this is a benefit that we are supposed to be loaded with? All right. Okay, going to get tight here. So first question is this. If we're loaded, then how, do, how are we healed? Okay, I'm going to make a statement that is going to be startling to you. And I will intentionally overstate it to mess with you, to make you think. Are you all good? Put your thinking hats on a little bit? Okay. Just go. I'll come back and try to clarify. I've run it by my dad to make sure I'm right, not, not, not on theological thin ice. He corrected me on some stuff. I'm just making sure. I did my homework. I'm asking you to do yours. But I'm going to overstate it just so you'll think. Here we go. Our access... This is how we get healed. Our access to healing has very little to do with our faith. Okay. And here's why. If healing is based on our level of faith, then we have slipped over into a dangerous area where it's based on works rather than on His ability. Okay, you are with me so far. I I don't want to discount faith. I'll come back and get it here in a minute. But but I want you to understand that if you're not careful, if it's based on your faith and not on His ability, then that gives rise to the concept that if you're sick, then you must lack faith. And if you only have a if you only had just a little more faith, just a little more, then you would be well. This kind of rose its um, head in my own life last week. Uh, when I drove to Lawton Wednesday night because I knew they were going to get the final result on uh, Calvin's brain activity. And I talked to Johnny on the phone at 4.15. And he said, they're doing the test right now. It'll take about 45 minutes and then we'll get the results. So I jumped in the car and drove to the Lawton as fast as I could. About, you know how doctors are. Tested 45 minutes. Well, at 9 o'clock, they finally come in to tell us the results. And it wasn't good. And so I consoled Johnny. And as I was about to to depart, I decided that everybody else was out of the room in the waiting room talking. I decided I was going to go spend just a couple more minutes with Calvin alone. And so I walked into his room, said some things to him. And Johnny came in. And he made a couple statements that got me to think. He said, man, there's people praying all over the world. And there was. And he said, you would think with all the faith, something would change. And I started thinking about that. Well, who else do we need to call? We must be one person short. If I could get on the horn and find one more person that isn't already praying, then maybe that would be the deciding factor. And I realized then that Our access to this benefit has very little to do with our faith. Should we have faith? Absolutely. Based on Jesus' track record, everywhere He went, Jesus healed folks physically. His record reveals that He can be trusted and believed for healing. But our faith, here it is, here's the key, but our faith is based on the grace that He gives and provides healing. That's what we have faith in, is grace. Belief is important. Here's where I'm going to balance it for you. Belief is important. In fact, you can go back into the New Testament and discover that there were times that Jesus didn't perform any miracles in some places because of their lack of belief. 
So my here here I, I'm jacking with you a little bit on purpose. So here's my question. If Jesus didn't perform miracles in those cities because of their lack of faith, if we want to say it's all based on our faith, then did their lack of faith diminish or steal Jesus' ability and power to heal? Because if it did, they're stronger than God. Okay, I see. I got you. I got you thinking. Okay. Jesus still had the power to heal, but their lack of faith and belief simply caused him to withhold or choose not to extend the grace of healing. And I think it is important this morning for us to see that the benefit of forgiveness and healing are linked together numerous times throughout Scripture, even beyond the two that I've alluded to. And so I think we need to realize that how we access, because we're talking about how, how do I get healed? I access healing the same way I receive forgiveness. I can help you. How did you receive forgiveness? By faith? By works? By efforts? By jumping through hoops? No. You simply access the benefit of forgiveness solely by grace. Forgiveness was by His goodness, by His efforts, by His sacrifice, and so we come to this place where I put my faith in Him based upon the fact that I know He's good and that He's made provision for salvation and forgiveness. And so uh, my, my faith isn't what produced the forgiveness or would have been based on my works. Forgiveness it came as a direct result of His grace. We access the benefit of forgiveness by faith. Forgiveness is there. Faith unlocks the door to that forgiveness. So I can and should have faith in His record, but I realize that this benefit of healing is not based on my level of belief. It's based on His level of grace. I'm trying to help you this morning. Because there are some of you that are sick with some of you have been facing the same sicknesses for an extended period of time. And out of that, you have allowed people to load guilt and shame and a second-class citizenship in the kingdom onto you because they have questioned whether you have any faith or not. And I am releasing you from that this morning. And I'm trying to help you to understand that we are loaded with healing because He is loaded with grace, not because we are loaded with faith. Now, let's see if I can balance this for just about two seconds and then I'll move on. Maybe you've never been here, but I've been here. There are times where you will have no faith. And that is why it is so important for you to be a part of the body. I'm preaching right now. Because when you have no faith, you are placed in a body so that you can have faith, we can have faith for you to access the grace provided by Jesus. In fact, let me say it like this. The gift of faith and healing, they are set in the body. That's why James says, call for the elders who can pray the prayer of faith and you will be healed from your sickness. We, we are placed in a body like this so that when we suffer from lack of faith and belief, there are other people that have been assigned to us in a body like this where when I have absolutely no ability to, uh, to believe or even pray the prayer of faith, it's not based on my level of faith. We can join all of our level of faith together and we can access the grace by which Jesus 
the body goes away. That's how. That's how. Some of y'all are trying to twist God's arm. If I can just fast enough, if I can just pray enough, if I can just believe enough, that's works. We don't do this by works. We trust His grace and the provision that He said. We are loaded with healing because of His grace. So why? If we dealt with the how, if we are loaded with healing, then why are we sick? Let me ask you a question this morning. I think I'll help you answer this. I hope I get 100% participation. If not, we're going to have to have an altar call. How many of you are saved? You have had a life-changing experience and encounter with Jesus. He has dealt with the punishment of your sin. Right? Okay. Do you still sin? I know you're glowing this morning, but do you still sin? Do you still struggle with sin? You are loaded with forgiveness, but you still fight sin. Why? Here's why. The punishment of sin has been addressed, but we still live in a fallen world. And the power of sin... And the presence of sin is still experienced on this planet. Am I right? Okay, if, if you're not there, we need to have a discussion because I want to get to know you. You must be like super Christian. Okay. So by His stripes, we are healed. So the punishment of sickness has been addressed. But because we live in a fallen world, the power of and the presence of sickness is still experienced. That's why. That's just because God's a, He's just mean. He doesn't really care for us. He's a liar. No. He's dealt with the punishment of sickness, but the power and the presence of sickness still exist in this thing that we call life because because of the fact that it's a fallen world. Well, y'all are looking at me like this doesn't even make any sense, but, but I, I need to tell you some good news. The good news is that we're loaded. There, there's a passage of Scripture that we read out of Hebrews that we like to read because of its spiritual implications, but I think there's, it goes beyond just the spiritual implications. I think it addresses not only, and it does, it addresses our our, our, our spiritual, our soul condition, but I think it also has implications for us in our physical body that we need to remember. It's Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16, which says this, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Here it is. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. So that we remain, here, why? So that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. When we need forgiveness, that's a time of need. When I am sick as a dog, I'm in a time of need. 
when people I love and care about are sick in their physical body and have long-term sickness and I get tired of seeing them struggle, that is a moment where I have need and I have the authority and the ability and the privilege. I'm so stinking hashtag loaded that I can approach God's throne and say, I need your help. I need grace. I need mercy. Come to my rescue. I know it's a challenge, but I need to challenge you this morning. Don't let sickness cause you to question His power or His provision. Because even when we're loaded with sickness, we can still be loaded with thankfulness and trust. I can't explain why God chooses to extend grace to some and to others He does not. But that doesn't affect His worthiness or His faithfulness. Because if I get to pick and choose who gets healed, there's some of you that would get well. <laughs> Y'all get that later. I mean, that makes me God. If I can trust Him with my sin, then I surely can trust Him with my physical what we have to do as a, as, a, as a family is we have to extend faith for one another and celebrate and be thankful for when He extends His grace or when He says, you know what? I've never put anything on you that you can't bear. And I'm choosing not to take the thorn out of your side and I'm choosing not to remove the sickness because I know I can trust you to still be thankful and to still be faithful. And when one of our members, our fellow family members, is going through sickness and God does not extend healing grace to them, it is our responsibility to rally around them and to help them walk through the shadow of the valley of death so that they won't have to fear any evil and we become their comfort and we become their covering. That's our task. We are loaded. So this is what I want us to do this morning. We're going to have prayer. There are several members of our church body that are fighting sickness, some more severe than others. But how many of you know it's only it's the most severe when it's you? <laughs> All right, so, okay. So, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Tom Stanky is fighting an inner ear infection and has been falling all week long. Soda Riggins' mother and now sister are battling cancer. And her mother, they checked her back into the hospital and she's losing blood and they can't figure out where. Christy Hembry's mother um, was checked into the hospital for the fourth time this month. Just a couple days ago, they don't know what's going on. Amy Watkins is battling sickness and has been for a long time. Mike Hendricks has been battling back issues. And I'm probably forgetting others. Y'all help me if I'm forgetting. There are others in our body that are struggling with sickness and disease. Jessica Gurth just had a second back surgery and needs prayer. So it's not like we don't have people that are sick, but we're loaded. And so as a family, I want us to rally around these folks this morning 
if I called your name and you're here, I would like for you to come and stand with me facing me. We're just going to do what James says to do. We're going to pray over you. Come on, Mike. I don't know if anybody else is here that I called. I'm, I'm looking. Um, others are not here. They may be here secondly. If you're here, oh, Connor, with Vicki, you and Stuart, come on, one of you come and stand in, in their grandson. I guess we'll get the report. Is it the day before Christmas? they will find out what's actually going on, but they're seeing some activity in his body again. Body battled cancer. I guess it was cancer. It was cancer. Stage four cancer. Already battled once. Thought we had a resolution. Here we are again. Seven years old. Um, if you're here and you have a family member that's sick, whether it's the flu or life altering doesn't really matter. It's all the same in God's eyes. It's just sickness. We're loaded. And you would like to come and stand in for somebody. Would you stand up right now and make your way here quickly? Don't, don't let me wait forever. If you want to stand in for somebody, just make your way here. I want y'all to step up because I'm going to put people behind you. I'm going to send some I forgot now. Brett and Mom, very sick. The Bible says that we call the elders and we pray the prayer of faith. Um. I'm not going to take liberties with the scripture. I just think this is what God truly had in mind. I think it's about relationship. And so, I'm going to ask anyone of you that will. Well, I'm not an elder. Get over it. Uh, we're family. We're family. So I just want to call anyone of you that will, that would like to, would you just come and fill in around behind me? So we're just going to lay hands on them. And we're going to pray a prayer of faith. So is the power in our faith or is it in His grace? Ask God. I can't figure it all out. I just know He can do it. I have faith in His ability. I have faith in His grace. He loves us so much. I know He can do this. If He chooses not to, we'll trust His faithfulness to walk us through it but I believe you can do it. Would you, if you're not up here, would you just extend a hand out this way for just a moment? Father, this morning, we pray the prayer of faith. I, I, I don't trust my faith. I trust your grace. You are so good. And I ask you in the name of Jesus that you would load our lives with this benefit of healing right now. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would produce healing right now by your grace and by your mercy. God, not, not based on my faith, based on your grace. I, I pray the prayer of faith because I've watched you. I know your track record. You, you've been faithful. You've been faithful. And I trust you this morning. I know that you can do what a doctor cannot do. You are the great physician. You, by your stripe, Jesus, we are healed. We have faith in your grace. You love us so much, God.
Come on, just trust His grace this morning. Father, as a body this morning, we want you to know that we are so thankful that you sent your son. It's the greatest benefit. We're thankful this morning that you sent your son to forgive us. And we never want to take the sacrifice that he made on the cross for granted. It was brutal. We're thankful this morning. But Father, in our hurry to get to forgiveness, we sometimes bypass the fact that you also sent your son and he was beaten and stripes were laid on his back and his flesh was torn. Before he was crucified for our sins, he was beaten for our healing. And we don't want to take that for granted either. Father, we're thankful this morning that you have loaded our life with the benefit of healing through doctors and through medicine and through science and through the miraculous and ultimately through death when we come back to life on the other side you've provided for our healing and we're thankful this morning we count ourselves loaded we count ourselves as loaded we count the benefits of your grace your grace has so so much power in it that you forgive our sins and you heal our diseases. And whether we walk out of here and the doctor's report does not change or we walk out of here as a living miracle, we're still thankful because you're still faithful. And Father, I thank you this morning that you have the ability to do what you say you can do. And I thank you that you are still and forever will be in the healing business. And we're thankful this morning. And God, we give you permission in this body to operate and extend grace for sins and for sickness. And we will trust you to that end. And we will never doubt your ability. And Father, I pray that on the days, days that our faith is weak you would surround us with people like this who can believe for us and with us we thank you for the body this morning and ask that you would produce healing for our soul and for our body as we interact with you and with one another help us to be faithful to lift one another up and we'll thank you for it and give you praise for it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.
what you just testified to one another this morning, just look at whoever you're around right now and just say, you know what? I'm loaded. I'm loaded. You didn't know it. Don't let my looks fool you. I'm loaded this morning. And then you can make your way back to your seat for just a moment. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.